You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, you know, I once made a 13 on a par 5, like when I was 10. Of course, now that I'm all grown up, I just stopped counting at 12. So, you know, problem solved. Masters, round one is in the books. Tony Finau's amazing ankle and the notorious J.A.Y. will talk Final Four, the Big Ragu, and more. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Friday, April 6, 2018, it is Friday. The Notorious, J.A.Y., will be with us to give us his take on the RG3 signing by the Baltimore Ravens, plus his five greatest white basketball players ever. I can't wait to hear that list. He's also not quite feeling the big ragu. We'll get his take on Dante and his tweets as a 14-year-old. Speaking of RG3, it just dawned on me, I don't think I got my take on the record here at the ZabeCast on RG3's one-year deal. I'll let you wait until I talk to Jay for that take. At Augusta, day one, it's Jordan Spieth yet again atop the leaderboard. Tigers one over, Kuchar, Reed, Stenson, McElroy, and others lurking. And I'm sure CBS is just salivating over the thought of Hao Tong Lee from China surging over the weekend to claim the green jacket. Wouldn't CBS executives be so delighted by that? Sergio, disaster. You know Sergio. Five ball rinse job at 15, an octo bogey, a 13. I was uh, actually driving to work when I listened to it on the radio and didn't see it live. And I was having it described to me by Buddy, uh, the big unit, Mikey O'Neill. And at first I thought, well, that's bullshit. I mean, these greens have gotten too fast, too firm, uh, too lightning speed. They're too well-groomed. And these pin positions on these severe greens, it's a joke. Like, the defending champ and a world elite player shouldn't have five balls hit the green and roll off and go in the water. But then nobody else really had a problem with the hole. And part of being an elite golfer is being able to control your spin on your various wedge shots. And if you can't control your spin, and Sergio has always been a bit of a digger uh, with a high spin on his wedges, 
that uh, if you can't do that, then you, you got to hit it somewhere else. You got to hit it further behind the hole, or you got to hit it to a different part of the green. You got to manage it. So no sympathy in the end on that. Of course, my boy Gitter, who is the tailor-made experiential rep for the Upper Midwest, said to me on the phone with a chuckle, "Yeah, I think it's an iron issue." Because Sergio recently changed this past fall from tailor-made to Callaway. Apparently, I read Sergio wanted Mo Green after his green jacket, and so he couldn't get it or didn't get enough from tailor-made and said, I'm taking my game to Callaway. These guys can play pretty much with anything, but it's all preference. Jordan Spieth, speaking of disasters, managed to avoid a disaster on 18 and did so brilliantly. I'm watching that thing unfold, and of course... Hits a laser pull into the trees on 18. Let me just say this about 18. If you've never been to Augusta, you have no idea how tight that shoot is in person. You may say, oh yeah, it looks very tight on 18 if, you know, on TV alone. Well, see it in person, stand there, and you'll say, holy shit, this should be illegal. Also, the hole is straight uphill. I mean, it is just straight uphill. And it's a really hard hole. So Spieth pulls one left into a really bad place. Can only go backwards with his punch out. I'm sure Club Pro Guy was thrilled with the punch out. And his ball's like sitting against the collar of the first cut of rough. And and he's uphill. He's got 250 to the pin. And I'm like, oh, this. And he's got three wood out. And I'm like, oh, this has top written all over it. Of course, he smashes a three wood. And he's just off the green to the left, about 20 feet off the green. He has about 25 feet of green to work with. No sand, no water, no nothing. And you're like, what's so hard about this chip? And, of course, he makes a great chip that goes to about a foot. Uh, Nick Faldo nearly you know, wets his pants in excitement. And you think, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is all those surfaces, all that grass is so tightly mown. And you have to be so precise with your catch and your spin and the way you throw it and how high and everything else it's it's just unbelievable we saw it with Dustin Johnson who had basically the same chip later on in the day and he threw it up there and it bled all the way down to the front of the green he made bogey so Jordan Spieth managed his disaster very well Tony Finau is amazing and I was so happy not only that he shot four over or four under with an ankle that he popped back into place the day before, I was so happy that my favorite Twitter doctor, Dr. Chow, Dr. David J. Chow, former Chargers doctor, who is now an absolutely vital follow on Twitter during football season, and really now in all sports seasons, actually had a real golf injury to break down, which he did in his column that he writes for the San Diego Union Tribune. Chow points out that what everyone says was a ankle, a dislocated ankle really wasn't a dislocated ankle. Uh, that a dislocation happens when there's a fracture, and x-rays report were reportedly negative uh, on, on what he had. Technically, he said he had a subluxation of his ankle. Certainly, writes Chow, it's painful, and it involves torn lateral ankle ligaments. If this were an acute injury, and if it were his first time, there's no way any human walks it off or even tries to self-reduce it, as Finau did. A first-time ankle ligament injury of this extent would be so painful, he would have been carted off the course. But a chronic ligament instability situation, where the ligaments are already stretched, could behave this way. In other words, maybe this has happened to Finau before. 
Because the majority of the ligament damage was done before yesterday, the ankle swells less, thus there is less pain, and recovery is quicker. This was almost certainly an acute chronic injury, and he always had a chance to play on it. This is not to discount Finau's efforts, writes Dr. David Chow. In addition to swinging a club, he has to walk four-plus miles on hilly, Augusta terrain, and now he has to do it for three more straight days. A key will be immediate ice, elevation, and anti-inflammatory medication. How his ankle responds will determine his status for Friday. It's possible that Finau received some medication on Thursday, but I have cared for golfers before, and they cannot compete drugged up so they don't just feel the ankle. Pro golfers are usually very careful about ingesting anything systemically that will affect them in any way. Instead, Finau may have had some medication placed locally in the ankle. Took the needle. And a green jacket might make it easier for him to accept that he could be facing ligament surgery and repair and reconstruction in the future to correct his chronic issues. The recovery takes four to six months, but without it, he faces a high likelihood of re-injury as these episodes will continue more easily. And there endeth the book of Tony Finau. Let's hope he goes on to have a great weekend, but certainly Thursday and his 400-par round was pretty amazing. Excuse me, madam. You're standing still in a no-parking zone. Joining us now, my brother from another mother. The notorious J-A-Y producer, at least for the moment, of the Brett Hollander experience on WBAL. And a man who secretly loves this song, No Parking on the Dance Floor by Midnight Star. This is, wait, freak Jay, show, baby, baby, on Jay the dance floor. Jay Cottrell. You know you love this song. It probably, by the way, steals a hook from that other song. But this is actually No Parking on the Dance Floor by Midnight Star. I barely remember this. Well, of course, because you and I are too young to remember the 70s. One great thing about hip-hop, Hold on. Let's wait till we get to the hook, and then we'll get into the great things about hip-hop. Oh, by the way. And then I'll tell you how I found this song again after years and years. Here we go. Dance Floor. I found this song by doing the following. I heard Stomp by the Johnson Brothers oh. on a Muzak speaker. in. I think it was at a CeCe's Pizza. And I was like, I love this song. And I hit Shazam because I knew I couldn't pull it by name. Shazam was able to hear it even though it was not very loud. And then once I dialed it up in Spotify and listened to a few uh, Johnson Brothers hits from the 70s, you know what Spotify does, Jay, is it then feeds you similar songs. So I was getting this, I was getting Freakazoid, I was getting Car Wash, I was getting all the great songs of the 70s. You were getting your fill. I was getting my fill because I do dig this era of music. Now, you were going to say the great thing about hip-hop is? I, I love like where stuff came from. Like, uh, okay, if I had to say Zane. What do you think is the greatest breakbeat? Where, where did the greatest breakbeat in the history of hip-hop come from? I wouldn't know, but I know a good hook when I hear one. If I told you it came from Billy Squire, would you believe me? Yes, I would. Right. 
I, and now I'm going to pull a U. I'm going to play it. This is the greatest breakbeat in the history of hip-hop because, like, 50 songs came off this one breakbeat. What, and what breakbeat is that? It's from, it's called uh, The Big Beat by Billy Squire. And, of course... Are you going to play it right now, or do you want me to try to find it? Here it is. Now, now, I play that, and you go, well, how do they do that? Well, well, let me find one really quickly. All right, so off of that, you get this from Run DMC, and this uh, is the last thing. We'll, no, 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 I like it. We're turning into a music podcast. Okay, so uh, off know, of this, you know, off of no, this. There's no sports scores on this podcast, which I was told there would be, so... <laughs> Let's so, get this music jive done with. Uh, we get on to the sports, Jay. <laughs> so, so off of Big Beat, you get this. And How y'all feel out there? I feel good. One second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Check this out. Oh, let's, he is DJ well, Run. I'm going to skip. And I am DMC. Funky Fresh from 1983. Yeah. DJ Jam Master J. Inside the place with all the bass. Without a trace, and he came here tonight to get on your case. And we are the crush grooving, the, the body moving, moving the record breaking. Oh, and then the, the record breaking. And it goes a little no, something I like, like it. this. We hear it. It goes a one, two, three, and here we go. 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 DMC and DJ Run. Can I clap? Don't clap. At least you're on beat. For now. But see, that's what I love. I like it. One little song, one little portion. Oh, yeah. Makes great music. All right, I love I'm done. it. Good enough stuff. With, enough with the musical portion. Good of stuff. The team, uh, yeah. Cleveland 119, Washington 115. Boy, LeBron James, I tell you what, uh, Jay, pretty good player. 33 9 and 14 assists. We call this a statement game, Dave. Oh, it sure was. I'm actually glad the Wizards lost on Thursday night because honestly, if you they can't lose the Wizards ma- uh, mafia. Well, well it, no, no, the reason is this. Basically, the third seed is locked in as the Cavs, and I want to avoid LeBron at all costs. I'd rather take – everyone wants to catch the two seed, Boston, now that Kyrie's out for the year and for the playoffs. But that's a hard one because the Heat, the Wizards, and the Bucks are all within a half a game of each other at the bottom. So you don't even know how to play it in terms of let's win, let's lose, let's do this. So I would rather take Toronto, even though they're really good this year, because we've had success in the playoffs against Toronto. So the, the thing is, just don't win any games. I would like the Wizards to not win any games, but I also don't want them to piss away a 10-point lead, 12-point lead in the final seven minutes or whatever the number was. Having said that, Jay, gotcha. good to talk to you. Let's start with the NCAA championship game. Villanova champs again. What would you think? It makes me jealous that Villanova is now the king of college basketball in my crappy program. Maryland can't get out of its own way because of their terrible head coach. <laughs> I am jealous because the handsome. It, it, wait a minute, is Impossibly he the, handsome Jay Wright. Jay Wright, the most handsome man in America, is a also a great X's and O's coach. Well, between him and Tony Bennett, I mean, they're one and two. And, and both and in one. my backyard, and I've got a dope roaming the sidelines. Well, not only that, but don't you feel like 
like I asked this question to Mike DeCourcy, who you know because you booked DeCourcy. him before. Great yes. guy. Uh, one of the rare not hot take artists who just does the work and it's covers his sport and knows his shit and is a great interview on, on radio. I said, Mike, how did Villanova get to be such a beast? Because, you know, they won an average of 33 games a year for five straight years. And he said, look, he said, you know, they've always been good. They've always been a good program. They know they know what they are, who they are, and how they want to go about their business. But when the Big East split, when all the football teams left for the American Athletic Conference, it sort of cleared the air. It cleared the deck for Villanova because they no longer had to butt heads with the Syracuses and the Yukons. And I said, okay, that's as good a theory as anything else. So you think UConn will now do the model and, and be good again since they overpaid for their coach? Well, it's not – I mean, the problem is UConn's trying to play football at the same time they're playing basketball. And they have the worst coach in the history of Division One athletics. And, and and the other thing was we underappreciated old the gangster Jimmy Calhoun. Who cheating was a che- cheating, cheating Jimmy? Ass, cheating ass Jimmy, not a dime back Jimmy. He was perfect. He was exactly what they needed up there. Connecticut is not an easy place to recruit to. You know, stores yeah. in the middle of nowhere. The fucking woods. You're camping out in in stores, Connecticut. I can assure you. When I worked at ESPN briefly for several months in the fall of 1999, I was struck Jay at just how dark Connecticut is. Like you get away from the nearest building, pitch black everywhere in Connecticut. It's crazy. So, okay. So, and, oh, and cold. Did and, I tell you that, too? Yeah, and desolate. Fucking cold and desolate. Yes, exactly. Uh, my, my, my thoughts, though, I love Jay Wright. I, I love, well, uh, they've got a couple Baltimore kids on Villanova, which I love. And who are they? Uh, Phil Booth, who went oh. to Mount St. Joe. Oh, Mount St. Joe boy, yeah. Mount St. Joe boy. Nice. And uh, I know you love the, uh, I don't know, the the Italian assassin, Oh, well, the big ragu. We'll get into Dante the, DiVincenzo. The big, ra- the big ragu. That's he. he didn't know that there was a Hey, do you remember Eddie Mecca, the actor who played the big ragu in Car- Laverne and Shirley? Yes, of course. Of course I you do. remember that. He was, exactly. in, he was in a league of their own in the dance scene. Oh, that's Thank right. Thank you. The big ragu. We'll get into Dante DiVincenzo in just a second. But, uh, yeah, he's from, uh, he's from Wilmington. He was like the Michael Jordan of Delaware, they said. Which... It doesn't apply because yeah. you can't compare black to white ever. There's a separation church and state, which we all know that's the rule of just the way it is. Uh, how did you like – well, all right, let's get into the big ragu. The big ragu. I mean, laugh every time I that, that kid, that kid's a good player. Now, I don't uh, know. He's a good college player. Yes, he is. He's a good college player. Who knows what he's going to translate to? Yes. Using the rule of only white on white, black on black comparisons. Don't ask me. I, no, Grayson no. Allen. There you go. That's who he plays like. Uh, Grayson Allen kind of looked like him when he was a freshman, when Grayson Allen was a freshman, when they won the championship, right? Yes. He was a springy, Duncan white guy that you're like, damn, this guy's good. Shoot threes, play some defense, slap the floor. But not his... be an asshole. Right. It took several years to realize what a complete asshole Grayson Allen was. And maybe maybe the big ragu will be a big asshole too if he doesn't go pro. But that said, um, we'd, I, I was going to say, is he Mike Dunleavy Jr.? It's not as tall. <sighs> Mike Dunleavy was six eleven, wasn't he? Or six, yeah, he was eight, six, six eleven. He was Dunleavy was more more placid. He was more languid. He did. He wasn't as aggressive what? as as Dante DiVincenzo. Maybe Dante's like Kyle, Rex, Kyle, Kyle Corver, uh, Kyle Singler. Oh, Kyle Singler. Interesting. Okay. No, uh, I was thinking Rex Chapman. Possibly. Oh, 
Sexy Rex. Rex. Rex and Robert De Niro have one thing in common. Was that only love the black woman? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's good. Rex said he was uh, there was bias against him when he was at uh, Kentucky because he dated a black woman. Because he dated a black woman. In in, in the year nineteen eighty eight, was he in college? Uh, you know what? 80, 80 no, maybe 86? 80, 86, okay. Rex yeah. Chapman, one 86, of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, good. One of my favorites. All right. So, should DiVincenzo go pro? No. What? Iron is hot. Everybody can't go. Do they understand there's only so many jobs available? Okay. Does the name Cardell Jones ring a bell to you? <laughs> he's in the NA, but he's in the league, though, isn't he? Isn't he backing up? Yeah, but he was going to be a first rounder oh, right, after right, the right, national right, championship right, game. Right. And for a guy that's, that bragged one of the great lines of all time, we ain't here to play school, the fact that he went back to school was such a head-scratcher. I'm a fan of Strike While It's Hot. He, he should go pro. He'll be the 14th overall pick. He'll be put in the Sacramento Kings Witness Protection Program. He will make a, millions of dollars, and if he doesn't piss it all away, he'll have a nice life. He comes back to school, and he's a starter. Who knows what's going to happen next? They'll find out the fraud uh, in his game that it is at some point. They'll find out something wrong well, with mean, it. Yeah, there might be a, f- a flaw in his game. I mean, he's he's good, but he caught everyone by surprise. He was a six-man, and he was a six-man for a reason. But, man, he had a hell of a night. He had a night. He All had right. a night. Uh, number three on the list tonight. Announcers, uh, how about the picture of the announcers, mainly Grant Hill, looking like a total bitch when Mo Wagner jumped, the t- <laughs> jumped over the table. <laughs> Can I get a ruling on this? Like, should 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 uh, Grand Hill really toughen up just a bit? Because it was more than just a surprise. Like, oh wow, a seven footer's coming. It was like a ooh ooh a spider a spider. You mean Hall of Famer Grant Hill? Well, and yes. he should be a little more tough. Yes, yeah. I agree with you on that. Did you like Raft getting his glasses smashed up? I love, yeah, I love Raftery. You though. still love Raftery? Still love Raftery. Onions. One of my favorite Raftery calls. Remember, and this is a name that's going back. Florida had a forward in the 90s. Andrew DeClerc. Do you remember that remember name? Remember Andrew DeClerc, yeah. So, uh, Rattery's doing a game. There's no Dwayne Shinsey. He was in the game. <laughs> oh, nice yeah, <laughs> so, DeClerc does a great play uh, off the uh, off the backboard. And Rattery goes, with the French kiss! And it was great! Because <laughs> he was French. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Uh, what question? What things would you not want a picture of your face taken while doing gasping you never look good gasping about something okay how about eating a pop tart eh, that's okay how about wanking it <laughs> why would i have a picture of okay. well because okay. you're not I'll, authorizing it I'll, okay i'll take that one okay. i'll take that one for 500 alex okay how about opening a pickle jar mm, nah how about, I, can, I can make that look cool okay how about being told yes the child is yours on Maury. Ooh, that's a good one, too. A face where your lips are just completely slack and shock, like, oh, fuck. Or, or how about getting uh, 10 to 20 years in, in, in court? Oh, shit. Remember the basketball player that uh, fainted when he found out that he was going to have to go to jail for like five years? No. Richie, Which basketball player? It, some guy who was like a really good high school player, and uh, he, I think he beat up his girlfriend. Oh boy, um, and uh, he—it's—it's it's a meme, or not a meme? No, it is a meme. And really? he found out he got like five years. 
And oh, wait a minute! I'll tell you in a second. You're gonna find minute. it right now. High school play. I love okay. Tony Farmer. Tony, Tony Farmer. Farmer. He was from Ohio. Wow. Good. Yeah. Look up Tony Farmer collapses to floor as Judge <laughs> Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You going to jail, boy? So yes, that one. Finding out I'm a baby okay. daddy or getting ten to twenty in court. What do you think? What is your ruling on tween age Twitter? As in. Here was Dante DiVincenzo, yeah. a 14-year-old, firing off some very inappropriate tweets. One in particular I'll get to in a second. But a lot of them, I kind of laughed. Like the one where he's talking about, so I want to quit soccer. My dad says I'm a pussy now. And, you know, my mom just saw me and, you know, called me a shithead or something like that. He's putting that out on Twitter. I thought they were all funny. Even the one I know what you're going you're to talk the, about. Okay, even the Meek Mill lyric. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one. About where he's like, I'm gay, I'm so gay, and I no, like, you know, No, the blah, one blah, about blah. getting his butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting that your one butt. made getting me your... laugh out loud. Getting your butt all licked is, I a, think is a life-changing experience. <laughs> I said, if I was that age, I would be as stupid on social media as he is. So I can't get mad at anybody under the age of 18 on Twitter, and, and is it uh, is it wrong of the media to bring this stuff up? I think so. If you're under the, if anything happened under the age of eighteen, okay, you can't you can't you can't drink, so you shouldn't be held responsible for anything you do on Twitter. You think Twitter should probably delete everyone's tweets after a while, don't you think? Oh, you you, you can only go back like two years. Yeah, and and by the way, don't you think? I know uh, earlier in the week here on the Zabecast, Drew Olson was livid at the Villanova SID and the they basketball program saying, where are you people for, like, forget the ham-handed, he was hacked, tweet that they had to then delete. But how about the fact that nobody, as soon as they brought him in the program, said, okay, show me your Twitter, and I'm going to go through all of them. I'm going to do a, a word search. Of course, you can't go through them all manually. He had 17,000 tweets. But isn't that your job is? SID of a major Division One program, I'm going to have to agree with Drew on this one. That's your job. No, I, I hear you on that, and, and I, I, I would tend to agree this was a, a real slippage. If this was an Arena League team, eh, I might let that one slip. But this is a Division One, major Division One, NCAA winning. No, I blame the SID. I blame Villanova SID for this. Yeah, okay. So there you go on that. Uh, now make a ruling on this one. He did tweet out a lyric from a Meek Mill song <sighs> yes. that involved basketball, that involved the N-word, uh, ending in an A, not an ERS. Doesn't matter. I know. My well, ruling. I, I, dear I, white people, dear you white are people. not allowed right. to quote lyrics so even on with pop- the N-word. Even, nope. on, even on popular rap songs. Can't do it. White people, you can't do it. Don't okay. do it. Even there if you go. Okay, if you're singing along. Can't. Hope. Do it. Hold on. If you're singing along and you know where that word is coming up, can you drop out half of it? No, no. You just don't say it. Just don't say it. You can't say the front half. Can't say any half. Front, back, middle. Can't say anything. No. Hers? That is my ruling. And it and that ruling does can't, not change. Can't say hers? Can't say anything. Can't say, no. Okay, and, so, I, and I wish so you're gonna I black. Can, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drop the whole thing. Can you sing the song though? Sing the song all you want. When that lyric comes up, just, just uh, PG yourself. Don't say. It. Go to the next word. You know, you know what us white people need. I know you put it in. No, the, no, 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 the, no. I'm not, gonna, whole... I'm not gonna make that argument. I'm okay. not gonna make that argument. There we go. Uh, 
what what we need is a good replacement word. There is no replacement word. <sighs> Don't say it. Work with us. They, no. They're not working with us. Come on, hand in hand, black and white. Work <laughs> with us. No, give us one. give us give us a plastic, non functioning, non lethal N word that our our young kids can drop into these songs because they love the artist. They That's love great. the songs. That's great. I, I, I love profanity when I see when I'm watching something with my dad or mom and hear something, I'm not gonna repeat it. I I just go, Oh, I don't yeah. can't believe Yeah, no. Okay. Fair enough. That's the ruling. I accept it. And uh, I certainly agree with it. So, so should anything happen to Dante DiVincenzo? No. Again, okay. he's under the age of, what's, what's the word? Uh, Consent? Yeah, Twi- I, he's a, I, I, he yes, was a tween yes. when he tweeted it. Yeah, so what the hell yeah, is he? Under know? 18. Okay, now we get to the feature set that Jay has been waiting absolutely with bated breath all week for. Yes. The top. Five white ball players of all time. Here we go. Now, I have a few qualifiers. Okay. I'm all ears. If your highlights are in black and white, you are immediately disqualified. Okay. Well Meaning, then, uh, Mike and George Cousy. Mike and is out. Cousy. Jerry West. <laughs> out. Hello, Cousy. Uh, yes. Hello, Woon. I do. What about Pistol Pete? He might be in the top five. I'm not going to say any more names. If I've never seen you, you don't make the list. I never saw Pistol Pete play. So meaning seen as in on television. Television, right. So you're so we're out. talking. we're talking the post-tape delay NBA era. There you go. Okay, fair okay. enough. Number right, five. So we're talking like 1980 forward. There you go. Okay, Late. without, without further, further ado, ado, number five. This is going to shock you. Diana Taurasi. Oh, my God. She is the greatest female basketball player I have ever seen. She is, for a girl, silly. She She is is Ralph Macchio, and she has a sick crossover. Oh, and she can shoot off the bounce. And and cocky and and the whole bit. God, I wish she played for our team, but she doesn't, so I'm just going to have to accept that. What do you mean our team? Wish she was a man? No, she... Liked men. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, look, she likes the heart. Likes what hey, it wants. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, 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 you know, wish I had a shot. But do I you know. th- wait. Do you think she's cute? Her basketball playing makes uh, okay. Like she's no Skylar Diggins. She's no Candace Parker. But no she's Sue got Bird. Some, uh, other team. That's, I know. I know. But I, I, I find I find something about her sexy because she's so cocky. I heard her on Simmons podcast, uh-huh. and I was like, God, I like. Chick. Yeah, but she's the best female basketball player. I've you know ever who she's. Seen. You know who she's married to. Uh, some chick on her team, isn't she? Da, uh, Penny Taylor. Yes, who's also quite fetching. Uh, uh, you say also, Jay. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of guys, no matter what team Diana Taurasi plays for, wouldn't see her and go, "That's a good-looking woman." Hey, that's again. But that's all. It, it's in the eye of the beholder. That's right. There you go. Yeah, uh, uh, Penny Taylor, tall. Blonde. I'm looking at a picture of her right now, smiling. Happy couple. Uh, mazel, mazel. Good things as we like to say. So Diana Tarazi is the fifth greatest white basketball player of all time, and you've already thrown a curveball in here. There you go. Be- a Burt Bly Levin <laughs> curveball. Good things. Okay, number five. Jason White Chocolate Williams. Oh, my God. Are you kidding, right? No, I'm not kidding. That guy, closest thing. I know you say you can't. You know, do Jay, there are far more with, accomplished white guys than him. He was This is my list. He was <laughs> he was fun to watch. Loved Jay 
uh, teammates in high school with Randy oh, Moss. Randy Moss. That's right. Loved Jay- I loved, loved, loved the way he passed. He saw the court. No, he was given the nickname White Chocolate. That's the highest compliment ever. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's you're a, white. That's, a, that's you're right. white, but you play like you're black. All right. number, that's a compliment. Number, number three. Number three, Kevin McHale. Nobody okay. had better low post moves in the last 35 years than Kevin McHale. He was Frankenstein with a reverse pivot that was unstoppable. He might have well he might as well have had bolts coming out of his neck because he looked like such a weirdo. Big, long, lanky, angular, barrel chest, but a but pain in the fucking ass to when cover. When he got the ball on the left oh, block, it was yeah. this oh my it god. It was ridiculous. You're he, right. He had a jump hook, he had a, the up and under. Kevin yeah. McHale, number three. Okay. Another curveball here at number two. The coldest white player I've ever seen, Drazen Petrovic. Wow. I've never seen a shooter. I saw a game. May he rest in peace. He ran his Ferrari off the Autobahn, I think, and killed himself. May he rest in peace. They had a clip of him going at Jordan and giving Jordan the blues. Okay, you're at at number two right now? I'm at number two right now. I'm looking at a list right now, and I'm like, bro, you've got a lot of guys to jam in here, but okay. I, I, again, I, I, he is the coldest. Using your qualifiers, though, there's a couple guys that you never saw that would probably be in that The category. coldest white dude I've ever seen play basketball. Okay. Other than, other than the guy at number one. Number and one is? Do I even have Larry Bird? I mean, it's not even. Well, don't, no, ask, don't ask, do I have to say it? You just put Diana Taurasi in the top five. Of course you have to say it. I wanted to make sure you weren't going to miss on that one. And the thing about Larry Bird, which upsets me, is I was on the – there was a thing. Kids, listen, in, in the 80s, you had to be one side or the other. You had to be Bird or Magic or Bird or Black. If you were black, it was hard to be a fan of the Celtics and Larry Bird. I hate to hate to bring this little thing up in, in America, but that's what happened. <laughs> And I used to, I was well, on of the, course, of and course. I was on the Larry Bird gets all the calls. Larry Bird, they're only saying oh, yeah. Bird is good because he's white. So I was you, an, you were with Isaiah idiot. Thomas. I was with Isaiah and yeah. I was an idiot. Larry Bird, there was a game and I read this about two weeks ago. Larry Bird said, you know what, tonight I'm just going to shoot left-handed. And he dropped 35. He left-handed. Was... He shot everything left-handed, say. <laughs> he was sick, man. Jesus. He, he was sick, and if you if you were a Laker fan rooting against the Celtics, I, he was one guy that was so thoroughly hateable. Can't believe he didn't include Jerry Sheesting in there. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest bald players, or balding players, white guys who were balding and refused to shave their head. So you're telling me Chris Mullen didn't make the list. Chris Mullen, great player. Great player. Did not make my list. You're telling me Bill Lane Beer did not make the list. Next player. You're telling me Tom Chambers did not make the list. Great leaper. You're not telling One me. One of the best white dunks ever in Mark Jackson's face. You're not telling me that Steve Nash made the list. I never understood how Steve Nash got the MVP over Shaq. Two time MVP. Yeah, you, that's. Should... Stat whore. Uh, you're telling me John Stockton, the all time assist leader in the NBA, uh, is not in your top five. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, can I tell you who another uh, one of my? You're telling me that Bill Walton oh, did God. not make your list, and you did see Bill Walton when he was a Celtic. I did, but can I tell you, you somebody? I, you and I did not see him as a as a Portland as a, Trailblazer. As a, as a, no, that was you know before who, our time. I also I loved, and I was like, if I put him on the list, your head's going to explode. But he was my favorite wizard slash bullet. I love me some Tommy Googs, Tommy Googliata, Tommy Googs. Okay, love, sure. but did not make the list. Okay, but. and and I guess Steph Curry's not going to make your list. 
Steph Curry is all black. No, we're claiming him. You didn't hear? <laughs> he's ours. Sorry. He's, he's all black. We, you hey, can get Clay. You, you got Clay. You, no, you didn't hear. We traded you Blake Griffin, and we <laughs> took. There was a racial draft. It was the well, it was a racial trade. Okay, you know, for these tweeners, you know, with you know uh, mixed folks, it's like, well, we're gonna because we're gonna have to split them up somehow. When we when we have our respective meetings, Jay, we're gonna have to say, boy, I tell you, it's great having Steph Curry, one of the greatest white basketball players ever, on our team, huh? Nice list. I, I like that. By the way, did you know George Springer was mixed? No. Yes. Now, baseball player George Springer. Baseball play, player for the Houston Astros. Now, uh, I don't know if you've seen there are websites today that are uh, towards the black athlete. Black and, people meet? No, no, oh, B- black sports online, BSO? It, this is called the Shadow League. And I got into an argument with what he, this, this guy wrote. Wait, what Shadow League? It's this, Shadow League is a website oh, that is, okay. is, is it's, a, it's a black-oriented to, sports right. website. Okay, cool. And this guy wrote this article about the five players you should watch, black players you should watch during the season. And one of them was George Springer? Right. And I was like, wait a minute. He's like Puerto Rican and Panamanian. That would mean he's mixed. And the guy argued with me for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, you know Uh, what? You're a hack. He also had (laughs) Andrew McCutcheon. And I'm like, "Uh, no. And Justin Upton. Nobody's looked for Justin Upton for like 10 years now. Wow, I, oh. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like, stop it. With, with Stop reaching. Yeah, George Springer a, 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 is yeah. mixed. A, Andrew McCutcheon's days, his glory days are over. Yes, very much so. No, nobody's like, man, what did, what did McCutcheon do today? How are the Pirates <laughs> going to be this year? Oh, he got, no, he's he's a he's a San Francisco Giant. That's right. But yeah, okay. Yeah, good point. I should How's your team doing, by the way, very quickly? Well, we've lost three in a row. So the season's over. Well, yeah, we were we were rolling four and zero, and we're like, yeah, we 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 didn't we didn't trail an inning for the first four games, all all like thirty six innings in a row. We're leading. We're like, yay, baseball's easy. We're gonna go one hundred and sixty and two. <laughs> Greatest record then, ever. Then our starters start getting lit up. Oh, and what's here's what's hilarious. So our new manager, Dave Martinez, or is it Davey? Nobody really knows. It doesn't matter. So Dave Martinez is supposed to be this analytic manager in the mold of Joe Madden. And, you know, we fired Dusty because he was too old school, go by the hunch, seat of his pants kind of thing, right? So guys like Galdi, our boy, is all excited because he's Mr. Numbers and Mr. Analytics, right? And so what happens uh, uh, in Atlanta a couple nights ago, A.J. Cole, our fifth starter, who's really not good enough to be a fifth starter, is getting his ass handed to him in a Chinese food takeout box. They're down like eight runs. The Nats somehow load the bases. Who's come up to the plate? A.J. Cole. The pitcher. And And they let him hit. They let him hit. It's like, bro, you're down eight runs. He's given up all the runs, and the bases are loaded. So, yeah, you're going to take him out next inning anyway. You might want to hit for him right here. Just saying. And Davey didn't do that, man. I rubbed that in Galdi's face. He's like, I didn't didn't understand that. I'm like, well, just so you know. (laughs) Mr. Analytics. The new boss may not be any better than the old boss. Okay, I can't believe I buried this all the way this deep in the podcast today. RG3 is a raven jay <laughs> you almost got a call last night tell me so, how baltimore is reacting to this unbelievably joyous news they don't know what they're they, they don't know the shitstorm if he makes the team he may cause they don't know that <laughs> how do you know it? how do you know it's gonna be a shitstorm 
You're, you're not giving RG3 any capacity to grow as a human being, to be more humble, to be more focused? No? I was, I, I'm sitting, when, when this happened, I was looking at my phone, and I was going, Jackson or Zabin, which one will bring more lethal heat? I couldn't decide. I could not decide. The little I've, ball I've of- gone. I've gone soft on RG three. It's. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just time has worn me out. Maybe I feel sorry for him. I don't know. I. I don't have it in for him anymore because he just he tweets the dumbest shit, and he thinks the dumbest ways. And he's he like RG three is a prisoner of social media, child of social media, prisoner of social media. He, he can't live in the real world. But I think he's grown through this. You have to, right? We've never had, well, we, we've only had one person to treat them, not to treat, to be godlike in the media. That was Raymond Anthony, Anthony Lewis. They've never had someone talk as much as RG3 used to. I don't know what he's like now. Maybe with the new girl, the new wife <laughs> and the new kid, he might be changed. But every day... What was what was his? So first uh, of all, what? Oh, uh, no pressure, no diamonds. Thank you. That was all in for week one. Yes. Know your why. Yeah. Yeah, He had a million fucking sayings. Yeah. No, they're they're not ready for that here. They don't. They've never experienced that. All they hear is not the starter. That's true. But here's the thing. Everybody, everybody everybody up there is sick of Flacco, aren't they? There's another funny thing here. If Flacco, there's two camps. Joe Flacco sucks. Or Joe Flacco doesn't have enough weapons. Oh, it's, it, there is yeah. no nobody is. Eh, he's okay. It's either he's the worst thing ever. Or why no they weapons, pay him all this money? Or no line. Or no or, running. No game, line. No running or no game. Nothing. He's never had a wide receiver yeah. that is Hall of Fame worthy. It's it's those two camps. I don't know. I'd put Anquan Bolden in the Hall of Fame. It, it, I don't mind Joe Flacco. Joe okay. Flacco is what he is. Okay, and uh, and the Kaepernick case is interesting because they're going to make uh, both Harbaugh and Ozzy. Ozzy testify. Yes, that happened today. Oh, it did. It happened yes. Thursday. Okay. Where do you think this collusion case is going? Nowhere fast. Really? Yeah. It's nobody. You can't prove it. Is that your Roger Cossack legal That's opinion? <laughs> who, by the way, is retired from the media and all of this. That's good because he was bad at it, just like he was bad at law. <laughs> oh he got out of law because he was no good, and then he got into media <laughs> law, and he was no good at that either. But oh, a nice fellow, though. Love Roger Cossack. No, I was always, I was always a Lester Munson guy. Lester, where's Lester Munson? Uh, I don't know. Last I saw, he was sucking Goodell's dick in the <laughs> Deflate Gate ruling, and that's when I said I'm done with Lester Munson because he was like in a brilliantly argued and and legally airtight case. The commissioner laid out why Ro- Tom Brady's suspension will stand. And I was like, oh god, Lester Munson now at ESPN because you know the ESPN NFL Alliance is holy, right? He's now licking the taint of Goodell. Well, I, I, was, I was done I'm, with him. So then I became a Michael McCann guy. Michael McCann of SI.com. Do you read his stuff on legal not issues? Not really. No. He's fucking good. Like, he puts all those clowns to shame. Like, when there's a legal issue and you're like, hmm, wonder how that's going to shake out legally, go read Michael McCann um, on SI.com. He might have even weighed in on whether or not LeBron James has a legal case to every barbershop related show ever created. That one. Tell me, Jay. What that you one thought made, about that one? I love Saban. I didn't know you had the the the, uh, the license oh, on yeah. every barber. That was great. And Nick is. Oh, how about the? How about this? Very underrated. Saban, Saban said, "I didn't even know he had a show." That's disc number one. <laughs> yes. I saw about twenty different shows on the internet. That's disc number two. Then he said, 
I kind of liked it. We're going to keep doing it. Dunk in your face. Take that, LeBron James. I lo- I have come around on Nick. People, a lot of people hate Nick Saban. No, I've come and around too. He's every awesome. Year, yes, every year he says something that makes you go, God damn, that's good. Yeah. And you know what? What really tipped me off that I knew he was pissed and he was going to tell LeBron to go fuck himself <laughs> is that is that he said, I enjoyed it. And I said, Whoa, you never enjoy anything. That's <laughs> like that's the first time in my life I've heard Nick Saban say, I enjoyed something. Never. So there you go on that. All right, where are we? Oh, the Tony Finau injury at the par three contest. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was the best part? Him jumping up and then doing it or then popping it right back in? Oh, it was disgusting, the whole thing. It made everyone cringe and sick to their stomach. He basically pulled a grammatica, but then he goes out Thursday and shoots four under, which is damn near a miracle. I just went through. I, I read uh, before you came on Dr. David Chow's analysis of what this was and how he was able to do it. Fascinating stuff. Do you follow Dr. Chow, the former Charger doctor on Twitter? I sure do. He's, indis- he, he's indispensable, isn't he? And he's and he's a little witty. He is a little witty. He's fucking indispensable. He does a great job of analyzing these injuries just from watching the video of it. And as I think about it, I was like, how do we survive without him for so long? Because that's all we care about in sports. Is our guy injured? How bad is he injured? When's he going to come back? Again, you are a hundred. He is. Wait a minute. Is he better than Diana? Re- no, not Diana. Re- what is what is her name from ESPN? Oh, Stefania Bell. Stefania Bell. Yes, yeah, Stefania is Bell. Is she a doctor? No, she's a trainer. I think. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think Stefania Bell is a trainer. She's okay, but they only trot her out every now and then, and it's usually you know like, well, here's the rehab on this, and he could be back whenever. Here's the thing about injuries, as we just found out from Kyrie Irving, infections. They don't give a fuck about your timeline or anyone. Infections don't care when the playoffs start, do they? Infections. <laughs> I infections, don't think they have a clock. Right. And, and, and as Dr. Chow said, you can't put screws in a plate in an infection. Like, you can't tape that up either. All of our modern medical practices, if you have some shit that's infected, it's going to have to run this course. Luckily, unlike in the past where it might take over your whole body and kill you, that's not going to happen. Kyrie Irving is going to be eventually okay, but that's it. Done for the year. I feel bad for the Celtics. They have the two worst injuries so far, Kyrie well, and about, Gordon Hayward. How about these two injuries following last year when Isaiah Thomas got injured after his mother or sister, sister. was killed in a car crash? Yes. They, yeah. It's, it's karma for Danny Ainge fleecing people on some of those trades. I know, but then they had bias. Yeah. Oh, well, don't bring that up. I'm sorry. That still that. hurts. All right. Let me uh, cheer you up here. Well, pop culture for you before we get to fuck that guy. Be ready for fuck that oh, guy. Oh, I've I've had I I typed this out. I, I've had this <laughs> I typed one. it out. Good. Uh, Black China recently <laughs> lost. <laughs> recently, not only lost her mind at a Six Flags amusement park, but lost an endorsement for a stroller company. The fact that Black China had an endorsement for a stroller, but I w- okay. You, are you going to ask me who Black China is? Uh, in a second, let me just read the story here. This from my favorite website, whatwouldtylerdurdendo.com. They write, Six Flags has always been a great place to go if you want to be surrounded by people covered in tattoos who look like they just got out of federal prison. It's a great spot to go if you want to see 400-pound amputees rolling around in mobility scooters with spherical cotton candy-covered children crawling around in their basket, which is why you shouldn't be too shocked that the trashiest woman on earth, Black China, 
suffered a meltdown in which she swung a stroller as a weapon. On the plus side, unlike most parents at Six Flags, there wasn't a kid in the stroller. Yes. I, yes, and I did see this, yes. Uh, apparently, Black China was a spokeswoman for a stroller company called Mommy, with two eyes. Mommy. Oh, and it dumped her after the altercation. Shocking. The irony is, she was filmed swinging a stroller that was not a Mommy stroller, but was actually a Step 2 brand stroller. And TMZ reached out to Step 2 for comment, like, hey, what do you think about this? And step two said it was a testament to the durability of their product. It's it's like a batter, you know, being a Louisville slugger rep and, yes. and hitting a Rawlings. Yes, exactly. And going, you're not using our bat. They're like, you probably don't like this product endorsement. They're like, no, actually, it just shows how strong the stroller is. You don't want to be swinging at somebody, though, when uh, you've got your kid in it. You know, so black- tell me, who's Black China? Black- What's Black China? What's her deal? Black China from... PG County, Maryland, or as we call it in 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 the area, Pretty Girl County. Pretty Girl County. Pretty Girl County. Uh, and I, she was a stripper at one point. No. Yeah, I know. I know you're shocked Shocker. by that. She was a friend with the Kardashians. Oh, and, really? And then got knocked up by Fat Rob Kardashian, and now she has an 18-year contract with him, so she is set. And that, if you're going to Google search her, that's Black B L A C. Yes, China C C H Y N A. Yes. And what dare I say is her ethnic mix? Because she looks like she might be a little bit mixed. No, I I just I I just uh, she might be mixed with something Asian, but she looks like a sister. To me. Uh, known as Angela Renee White. Oh, that's her real name. Okay, but for you yeah, from PG County, right. Well, Wikipedia, you're never wrong, right? Oh, is that what? Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's what it says. I, I, it sh- might be wrong. Who knows? Uh, began stripping in Maryland to pay for college tuition. <laughs> it doesn't everybody. While attending Johnson and Wales University in Miami. Well, there's a school I've never Never heard. Johnson heard of. and Wales. Johnson have a good track team. and Wales. Hold on. Let me, click, let me click the hyperlink <laughs> to make sure it's not a joke. Uh, it's actually a university. The Wildcat. Wildcats, private, non-profit, established 1914. Uh, I'll have to bone up on her. (laughs) Yes, please. And what does she do? Is she a rapper? Is she an actress? Every ratchet chick. Is she a model? She's a... uh, A ratchet chick? uh, She's ratchet, yes. What's a ratchet? Oh, ratchet, meaning... uh, Oh, wretched? Ratchet, R-A-T-C-H-E-T. Ratchet, if... Uh, uh, so I thought, me, what's a ratchet chick? Molly Cyrus, when she was going through her phase of smoking pot all the time, that's ratchet. Interesting. Yes, that's what that's what we call ratchet. I love it. You're teaching me all these. Black new China terms. is ratchet. Okay, and 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 where does that derive from? What's the derivative of that? Like, uh, how do you get ratchet? Like hood, just, but just sort of like ratcheting up fame in any way possible. Just ratcheting being being disgusting. Oh, it's a, Just, it's a it's a it's a twist on it's, wretched. Yes, it's derogatory. Okay. You don't want to be ratchet. Can a ratchet chick ever escape that and become? I think Molly Cyrus might have done that. But Molly Cyrus has some actual singing chops. No, no, no. But I mean, remember when Molly? She was just twerking everywhere oh yeah, yeah, yeah. during and, the uh, wrecking ball phase yes and, and but now she's getting all the tattoos and is she right. gay or is she not right. gay yeah right yeah. now she's you know as i like she's white again okay then yeah <laughs> she's she's just white again we'll leave yeah. it at that yeah all right here we go jay 
I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. With no apologies, no sympathies whatsoever, every now and then, we just have to uncork it and say about somebody in society, no, no, fuck that guy. Jay, who is your FTG for the week? Richie Incognito. Oh, oh boy. What did he do now? I haven't read. Oh, Richie Incognito, who just this year got back... Or two years ago, got back in the I NFL. He's been back a couple years with the Bills. About two, I years, two, he, two I years. Believe he made a Pro Bowl again. Yes, he did. He did make worth. the Pro Bowl. There. But one of the most awful things you've ever seen, right? Asshole, racist, yes. bully, the whole schmear. Richie Incognito fired his agency because I, uh, just for no reason. Didn't, didn't never gave a reason, but fired them via Twitter. Was that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Fired them via Twitter, Zabe. Okay. Who does that? <laughs> there's got to be, him, gotta be something more to this for him to be your fuck that guy of the week. No, it is because he fired his agency by Twitter. via Twitter. Yes. Maybe he hired him by Twitter. Okay, I doubt that. <laughs> okay. So he has to call him or send him a text or a letter, a certified letter, an email, what? I believe that's a call you should get. Okay. Am I crazy in saying that? I, look, there's a lot of reasons to say fuck that guy to Richie Incognito. I just didn't think firing his agency would be one of them. But you know what? He'll do something even more worthy in no time whatsoever. My fuck that guy for the week, and this guy should retire the trophy forever, Johnny Manziel. Fuck that guy. His latest excuse of, well, the Browns should have known if they'd done their homework. I'm not big on X's and O's. Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> You're really saying this? This guy is the worst. It just shows you that he still hasn't come to terms with his own failure. And there are some people in the media that were that were actually spinning it like, no, no, he was owning up to his own end of the failures in this one. Uh-uh. Fuck that guy. Enjoy the spring league, Johnny. Enjoy the CFL, Johnny. You're never getting back in the NFL. Any thoughts in 60 seconds or less on Johnny Manziel? Will he ever take a snap in the NFL? No, I told you, he will not be on a training camp roster. No team's bringing him in to go, oh, we're in the business of Johnny Manziel. Not in a year. No, never. Okay. All right. I, no, no, I, I, I have no thoughts on Fuck that. I just that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, tell people where they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, Jay Cottrell, 3-4. And don't get into rock fights with Jay. He he fights dirty, and he's got lots of time to do it, both on Twitter and on Facebook and on obscure websites where people argue with him about mixed-race folks like George Springer. That's, uh, that's my favorite thing. All right, Jay. Good to talk to you as always, bud. Thank you, Zay. All right, we'll close with this, and I'm going to file it under... What a country we live in. Dateline, New York. Judge on probation after being convicted of drunk driving is getting an $11,000 raise despite working just one day in the past 214 days. I kid you not, this is not an onion story. This is real. Rochester, New York City judge... Leticia Astacio 
will have an increase in her pay from $175,000 to one eighty-seven because of a scheduled pay raise that all city judges in New York State are expected to receive. Astacio, whose term does not end until 2024, has not shown up to work since August 31st. Even though the state Supreme Court and Justice Craig Duran ordered her to return to work in February. Astacio said that her physician told her administrative duties were too stressful and that she got a note from the doctor stating she could not work. The judge was convicted of driving while intoxicated in August of 2016, sentenced in July to 20 to three years of probation after she did not follow the orders of her original conviction. Judge Astacio claims she got the probation sentence only because of efforts by the media to destroy her reputation. Said the dishonorable Judge Astacio, if you Google my name, you'll find these stories. The media is trying to break me. In a sane world, a judge who gets convicted of a single DUI would not only be fired, but would never be a judge again. It would be, that's the end of you being a judge. But apparently in America, and apparently in New York State, you can get a raise, you can violate the terms of your original sentence, you can not show up to work, and you can still bitch and moan about it, saying, I'm being hounded by the media, they're trying to break me. What a country. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. You know the drill. Tell two friends, rent a biplane to pull a Zabecast banner behind it, leave a positive review, download, subscribe to all the major podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, and all the others. And if you are getting up on a ladder this spring to do some work, just remember, as I like to remind everybody, gravity is undefeated. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.